0: When Mayflower 2 came into Plymouth Harbor on June 13, 1957, she was already an international press sensation. Life magazine photographers and reporters were aboard documenting the voyage, and newspapers as far away as Singapore covered the ship's crossing. Everyone wanted a great picture of the ship, and 20 year old Clarence Gogan managed to get the shot of a lifetime. In this soundbite from Interwoven, Clarence shares his Mayflower memory and a bit about his time serving at the station in South Weymouth with Kate Pratt.
1: My name is Clarence Gogan. I was a U.S. Navy aerial and ground photographer. And while I was in the Navy, I was assigned to Naval Air Station South Weymouth. It was a blimp base. And in 1957, we went out in the blimp with uh, newspaper photographers to photograph the Mayflower coming in on its maiden voyage. They had so many press photographers aboard the ship, uh, the airship, that I didn't get a good spot to photograph. I only got one picture... Uh, that was a, supposed to have been a good spot, so uh, I went in back of the blimp, which uh, the gondola was 83 or 84 feet long, and we had two doors that opened up in the back. So I put on the the harness, and I had the winch operator winch let me out in in back of the blimp, and I took. The photographs that I donated to the museum, uh, that, that's about it. How did you feel? Oh, well, how did I feel? Well, I wasn't scared. Uh, it, it was really exciting uh, being 20 years old and and being a, a, a part of the Mayflower coming in. Yes, Yeah.
0: What else did you do while you were serving at South Weymouth?
1: Uh, I, I took mostly radar pictures. Uh, it was uh, top secret uh, work. We were working with uh, MIT developing new radar that would cancel out the ground when you're taking air-to-air uh, radar. If you flew over the ground You couldn't track an airplane over it. They have what they call the IFF International Friend of Foe, which leaves they send out a signal to the plane and it sends out two blips on the radar screen. That means it's friendly. If one blimp comes back, then it was a, a, a bogey. And we would send, we had two experimental jets at, at the, the base, they were brand new. They were experimental. That would do over 1,000 miles an hour. In 1957, that was extremely fast. And uh, we would contact the base when we got them on radar, and they would launch two of the fighters, those uh, F-4Ds. They would climb ten to 15,000 feet in 45 seconds, that's how fast they were. And while that was going on, I would photograph the radar and uh, each frame would be one complete turn of the radar. And uh, it, it would, I would photograph the whole intercept in, in, until they met that plane. The Air Force used to send out a B-52 and we had to find it. We had to find it on, on radar. And when we found it on, on radar, we would launch the, the, the two experimental aircraft to go in, in, intercept it. And I've taken movies of uh, Rex trailer for TV. Uh, back in 1957, too, and uh, I did all the view purge photos. I was the only photographer on uh, in the lab at the at the time, so I was a crew member on a, the airship. I was a crew member on a 2 v patrol bomber. I was a, a crew member on a WV-2 Super Connie. Uh and I did a lot of helicopter work. Wow,
0: and you just have to tell us, what's it like being on a blimp for a long period of time?
1: Uh, Once, uh, I stayed up in the blimp uh, for five days because we went up in mostly stormy weather, so we could hold a radar watch off the east coast. The radar was so powerful that it would hit the whole East Coast in Canada. We went off the coast of New Jersey, and we had two hours on and two hours off. So for five days, we had to, uh, our duties were two hours on, two hours off. The blimp would sleep six people. We had a galley in it. And while six were sleeping, six would be on duty. Wow. Very similar to our ship. yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's, <laughs> and, you still, and you've still, and continued to take photographs. Since
1: I, I've been taking photographs for 70 years. Uh, did I tell you ab- about the Boy Scouts? No. no. Uh, I took a merit badge. In the Boy Scouts, uh, when I was nine years old, a photographic merit badge and when I got in the Navy, uh, they put you in an next division and uh, you clean hallways and offices and, and stuff until they find out what you're going to strike for. So the uh, memo came down from the photo officer. He was looking for someone that had any experience in photography. So uh, two days, I put down that I took a merit badge and Boy Scouts. And two days later, the memo came uh, down for me to go have an interview. And I told... uh, the photo officer, I didn't have much experience, just uh, a mirror badge, and he says, you're the only one that has any experience uh, at all, would you like to try it? And I said, yes, because I've always liked to take pictures. And so uh, the the photo officer, uh, his name was Mr. Davison, he was a Lieutenant Commander. And he, he really liked me. He, he couldn't believe how fast that I picked up on, on photography and the pictures I was, I, I was taking. He, he really liked me.
0: Learn more when you download or stream full-length interwoven episodes from iTunes or SoundCloud. For podcast news or to catch episodes first, Join the conversation on our social media channels or visit us online at Plymouth.org. Got a Mayflower memory you want to share? Email us at pr at Plymouth.org. Interwoven is brought to you by Plymouth Plantation. It's hosted by Hilary Goodnow and produced by Tom Begley. Our original theme music, Voices from the Past, was composed by John Dante Prevedini. Thanks for listening.